Well, it's lovely to be with you here this morning for this special service, and thank you very much, Ruth, for uh, your welcome here. Uh, Jim and Ruth, uh, we've had quite a bit of contact with them just recently because uh, my husband Brian and I were in Malawi and Kenya during the summer. I was doing a bit of research for a book, and Jim and Ruth very kindly filled us in with some very important details for the Malawi trip, so that was very much appreciated. Uh, I'm here this morning um, representing Care for the Family, as you have heard already. Um, I have brought some copies of our magazine with me, and these are available at the door of the church, so if you'd like to take one as you leave, uh, you're very welcome to do that. It has uh, lots of useful articles to do with family life, and we send it out usually twice a year free of charge, so if anyone would like to receive it, there are also some of these little forms, so if you just fill in your details on that, and give it to me, then we're very happy to send it to you also. Sometimes when I come to speak uh, to groups about the work of Care for the Family, people will shake my hand at the door as I'm leaving, and they'll say, that was very good, dear, you do a great work, but you know, I'm past all that. I want to say at the outset this morning that none of us are ever past all that because we're all part of families, whatever stage of life we're at. And family is important to us right throughout all our different life stages. And if we're not part of uh, an immediate nuclear family that we can easily identify, we're part of some kind of extended family. We're all part of the church family here this morning. And we belong to a relational God. And I think God has a much bigger concept of family sometimes than we have. And so his principles for living well together um, as a family apply to all of us in all the different relationships that we have. Alongside that, we all have a responsibility to reach out to other families, both inside and outside the church. We're surrounded by families. And as Christians, God calls us to reach out to those families. And so today, if you hear anything that strikes a chord with you, what I would say is, pass it on to someone else. Family is central to our society. And there may well be families that you have contact with that are not here today, but may well be able to be helped by something that you hear. So as we go through what I'm going to talk about this morning, I just want you to bear that thought in mind. Pass it on. In Care for the Family, we have a twofold aim, to strengthen family life and to help those that are struggling with family difficulties. So we've got the proactive and the reactive side, if you like, to strengthen families in the good times, to put those good, strong foundations in place before difficulties arise. But then alongside that, we want to come to families who are struggling with particular situations and offer them support and help. But our overall aim is to bring the love of Christ to families across our nation and to encourage churches to reach out to families with that love. At a recent staff get-together in Cardiff, our um, Care for the Family is a national organization and our uh, headquarters is in Cardiff. Rob Parsons, the founder of the organization, he founded it almost 25 years ago now. At a recent staff get-together, Rob said this to us as staff. He said, whatever else we do in care for the family, I just want to offer a cup of cold water 
in Jesus' name. And that's really the heart of what we're coming, where we're coming from, is to offer a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. Now, I wondered if I asked you today, what do you think the main issues are that face families? I wonder what you would tell me. I suppose one of the big issues that's on everyone's lips these days is the whole question of finance and debt. And certainly that's an issue that's affecting families right across our nation. Another big issue that's right up there is drug and alcohol abuse. A concern that just threatens families that parents are concerned about that affects so many families in so many different ways. There's the whole area of work-life balance and the stress associated with all of that. How many of us don't struggle with that issue? There are unclear moral values. Young people these days struggle to know the difference between right and wrong. What is the right way to live? Who do we believe? Do we believe the messages that we're getting from our peers, from the media, or do we believe messages that we're finding hearing from church or from the Bible? What, what is the clear message about the way we should live? There's the question of family breakup, and we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, in a little while. And then as a result of family breakup, we have the whole question of blended families, where these families who have broken up, um, parts of families come together again. We have step families and what we call blended families, with all the difficulties and issues um, that are involved in all of that. So those are just a few of the issues that face families these days. Given the situation facing our families, where does our faith come in? When we look at all these issues, do we have anything to say as Christians about all these matters? And as we meet people in the streets who have no knowledge of the Bible or no contact with church, how does our faith affect how we relate to other families? In Matthew 5:13, Jesus said this. He said, you are the salt of the earth. It was read to us. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. John Stott, who died recently, put it very succinctly when he looked at those two descriptions of what the church is, and he, he just put his mind to it in this way. He said, whose fault is it? He's talking about the state of the world. Let me put it like this. If the house is dark at night, there's no sense in blaming the house. That's what happens when the sun goes down. The question to ask is, where's the light? If meat goes bad, there's no sense in blaming the meat. That's what happens when bacteria are allowed to breed unchecked. The question to ask is, where is the salt? If society becomes corrupt like a dark night or a stinking fish, there's no sense in blaming society. That's what happens when fallen human society is left to itself and human evil is unrestrained and unchecked. The question to ask is, where is the church? And I think that's the question that we need to ask ourselves. Where is the church? 
In recent days in the Presbyterian Church, we've all been drawing up mission plans and exercising our minds as to how we can impact the communities around us. And God does call us to engage with the community. But often churches are searching for a way to do it. I think churches honestly want to engage with the community, but often people struggle to know the best way to go about it. These issues that I've just mentioned to do with family life, Care for the Family has a whole host of resources dealing with many of those issues. And the resources are produced in a user-friendly format that individuals and churches can pick up and use to relate to those around them. In Care for the Family, we have three central pillars, if you like, of our work. We have marriage, we have parenting, and then bereavement. And, th- and those are kind of the three, main, the three main areas on which we focus as we relate to families. And I just want to speak very briefly to a couple of those this morning. In the whole area of marriage, for example, in Northern Ireland, the, the present rate of marriage uh, breakup is one in three. In fact, it's approaching one in two. The UK has the highest divorce rate in Europe. But I mentioned at the beginning that Care for the Family's focus was on being proactive and trying to do something before the problems arise. And so our aim in the whole area of marriage is to strengthen society by creating a culture of healthy marriages that last a lifetime. Research proves that marriage preparation has a direct impact on the health and length of marriages. And so that's where we wanted to place a lot of our focus in the whole area, even as young couples come for marriage. And so um, I went to um, the General Registry Office in Belfast because uh, we decided that one of the best ways to address this whole question was through the registrars. As you know, um, all young couples come to the registrar for their marriage license. And so that was the point of contact with every young couple coming to get married across the country. And when I went to the GRO, I spoke to the Assistant Registrar General and explained what we were trying to do in this whole area of strengthening marriages. And he agreed that as registrars were facilitating marriage, it would definitely be in their interest to encourage marriages to last. And so he sent out a bulletin across the country to all registrars um, recommending uh, the approach that Care for the Family was taking and the courses that we're offering in terms of marriage preparation. There are many good uh, marriage preparation courses on offer, um, but we were aware of the need for one that would just be a one-day event because many courses last for a number of weeks and that doesn't always suit people for various reasons. Um, And so in September we launched a course called Marriage by Design, which uh, is a one-day marriage preparation course suitable for for people outside the church as well as people within. We have had a a training day in October for volunteers and we now have a marriage volunteer network across the country, people who are trained and prepared to run this one-day marriage preparation course where it's needed. And so all of this is feeding into this idea of prevention and being proactive. Uh, Each year the uh, week that includes Valentine's Day, uh, is National Marriage Week. And so during that week, we always run a special event on marriage. 
uh, called Marriage Unlocked. We ran it in Belfast last year. We'll be running it in Enniskillen in 2012. And so that's a seminar, just a special evening that couples at all stages of marriage can come to and think again about um, just the benefits of working at our relationship. But our goal in all of this is to change the statistics, to alter the tide that's sweeping across our nation. And then if we look at the area of parenting, we, do, we address parenting in a number of different ways. We have events, which many of you will know about. Some of you may have attended the Getting Your Kids Through Church event that was in the waterfront um, earlier this month. Getting Your Kids Through Church Without Hating God. That's the full title, snappy title. And Rob Parsons um, came up with this thought when he attended Spring Harvest some years ago. And at that Spring Harvest event, the organizers decided to demonstrate just the tide of young people that were leaving the church at the moment, and this whole issue of, of the fallout of young people from the church. And so they had organized it so that in relation to the number of people uh, uh, there, the thousands of people that were in the big marquee, they had a proportionate number of young people of specific ages primed to respond um, to their demonstration of this fact. And so from the front, they called out the number of 10-year-olds that were currently leaving the church each year. And some young people got up and left. And then the number of 11-year-olds and more got up and left, and 12-year-olds. And as they went up into the teens, a flood of young people were getting up and crowding out of that space. And Rob said as he watched that being enacted out that day, something was born in his heart that he was determined that he would do something with God's help to change this tide of young people leaving the church. And so uh, earlier this year, he published this book, Getting Your Kids Through, God, Through Church Without Hating God. And uh, then we've just had the event in the Waterfront Hall. And throughout 2012, that will be rolled out as a tour across the UK. But the whole emphasis of that is looking at what we can change in our hearts, in our homes, and in our churches to stop a generation of young people being lost to God. It's a message not just for parents, but for the entire church. What can we do to keep young people in the church? Uh, and so that's just one event uh, among many that we organize for uh, parents and the whole theme of parenting. But I mentioned the marriage volunteer network that's across the country. We also have a parenting volunteer network, and these are people who are trained to run parenting programs in all sorts of uh, different areas. Um, a couple of years ago, we merged with the organization Positive Parenting, and, and so we have a whole raft of resources to do with parenting, special courses for dads, for those parenting children with special needs, for uh, parents in all sorts of specific situations. And again, those volunteers are available to go and run courses and run programs uh, in church or in community uh, where it's needed. But then alongside that, we want to support the families that are struggling with difficult situations. And so we've set up befriending networks. And these are trained volunteers who are in a particular situation themselves and are willing to lend a helping hand to others in a similar situation. So, for example, you have a mother who's just had a diagnosis of autism. She's heard that her child is autistic. She has no idea where to go for help, what it even means, 
um, what the future is going to hold. And she can ring into the office and be put in touch with another person in the same situation who is maybe just a little bit further down the road, who can listen to her, who knows where she's coming from, and offer her that befriending and support. And so we have these befriending networks for people in all sorts of different situations, for single parents, uh, step families, those parenting children with additional needs, uh, bereavement, uh, all sorts of different areas, eating disorders, very specific areas where people can speak to another parent who understands how they feel. And really it's just the whole idea of tackling feelings of isolation uh, through this network of befrienders. One of the specific things too that we do for single parents uh, is to run a holiday each year for them. And we run that in Malile in Galloway, which some of you will be familiar with, I'm sure, through Boys Brigade. Uh, an activity holiday in July each year for single parents and their children. It's subsidized by Care for the Family and it's an opportunity for single parents who sometimes struggle to know the best way to have a holiday, to be able to afford a holiday in the first place, but then what does a mum do with teenage children and teenage boys maybe? And struggling to know the best way to have a holiday together as a family. And so that single parent holiday happens each year in um, J July in Ganaway. So if you happen to know single families who are in that position and who would like an activity holiday, please do point them to our website, tell them about that opportunity. In a secular newspaper survey, 85% of the people surveyed said that family was the most important thing to them. And so I think really family for us as Christians, family is an open door into the community. It's a real bridge for us to reach out to those around us. But for us to do it effectively, I think two things are needed. First of all, we need to have vision. We need to catch a vision for transforming the community. And then secondly, we need to find ways to practically do it. And I've just been mentioning a few of the things that Care for the Family offers uh, to help us to practically carry that vision into reality. No child ever says, when I grow up, I want to be a drug addict. And no young couple coming on their wedding day ever says, in three years' time, we want to get divorced. And yet these things happen. What can we do about it? Care for the Family has about 40 different projects dealing with all aspects of family life. And it's thrilling to think of the potential of those. But as I think back over my 12 years now with Care for the Family, the, the people who come to my mind are the individuals. I think of a, a young couple who came to me after one of our events and they said, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Care for the Family resources, we wouldn't be together today. Or I think of another father who came to me and he had been on our one-to-one -one holiday. Those are holidays where we have one parent and one child who can go away together for a weekend just to strengthen that one-to-one -one bond. And this father had gone with his 16-year-old son on one of these uh, weekends. And he said, nothing made such a difference to our relationship as that one weekend. And then I think of um, a young woman who came into my office one day in Lisburn. She was very distressed. Her husband had died the year before, and she was 
struggling with all those issues of bereavement, and I was able to tell her about our work with those who are widowed young. And then as she talked, we talked about her son who uh, she was looking after, and uh, we talked about what we had to offer for those who are single parents. And then it emerged that her son had special needs. And so we looked at the work with those who were parenting children with additional needs. And as she left the office that morning, she seemed different somehow. And it wasn't because her situation was any different. She was still a young mother grieving over the husband that she'd lost, um, struggling to know how best to cope with um, a young son who had very severe additional needs. She still had all those issues going on, but I think the difference was that she knew she wasn't alone. And as she left the office, I realized again why I worked for Care for the Family, um, to bring a, make a, some kind of a difference in people's lives. I think that's a very real privilege. In Matthew 25, we read, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. We can't do everything. When we look at the big issues facing families across our nation today, they're huge. And we can't do everything, but we can all do something. We can volunteer. We can help with a course. We can pass on a piece of literature. We can help financially. We can pray. We can do something. And as we open our lives to God's love, then he'll flow through us to others. And as we pass on that piece of literature, as we invite someone to an event, as we tell someone about a holiday, as we do that one thing, then perhaps you also can offer a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. Amen.